Welcome to another episode of the brand called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today I'm privileged to have a very very successful woman entrepreneur from Mumbai, Maharuk Rustamji. Rustamji, Maharuk, welcome to the show. Thank you. And thank you very much for inviting me to the show. Thank you. Maharuk is the managing partner of Amaterasu Life Sciences LLP. She's got 35 years experience as a technocrat and an entrepreneur in the pharmaceutical world. She's worked for Novartis, GSK and others. She's got many granted patients and 45 are pending and she's a much awarded and recognized individual not just in the pharmaceutical industry but across the world. Maruk tell me what would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career? I think uh, first of all the most important one I think would be to uh, join UDCT or ICT when I decided to do my pharmacy. Mm-hmm. I think that was a key uh, decision which had a major impact uh, because I mean that institute itself had so much of reputation and all that it has helped me throughout my career. So I think that was the first one and really was a good decision to do that. Mm-hmm. Second event was I think when I decided to uh, uh, leave my multinational uh, cushy job and said I want to do something unconventional, different and I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to keep on working in the corporate world and that was in uh, in the year 98, okay. 1998 when I left and joined a very small company called Uttam Pharma doing technical marketing for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was a pure R&D person mm-hmm. and uh, it gave me an opportunity to understand how companies work because I am a pharmacist, I did B-Farm, M-Farm and worked in the R&D and did lots of functions, but all technical functions within various companies. So I had, and I've never done an MBA. So I wanted to understand how business is done. Okay. And so I worked in that small company for six to seven months and it gave me enough confidence to say that, yes, I can do build my own business. And Mm. that's when the 99 started my first company with two of my uh, friends as partners, Mm -hmm. which was called Rubicon Research uh, Private Limited. Hmm. And I think the third part is sometime in 2014, when I realized that our partnership has become sour Mm. and I need to move on. And I took the decision to move on. Mm. It was a difficult phase uh, for me to, you know, build a company for 15 years from scratch, uh, uh, you know, to a large scale. And then to give it up is very difficult. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you that because it becomes like your second, third baby. You know, I have two children, became my third baby. It was very difficult and emotional moment for me. But I think uh, I had a lot of support from my husband, family and friends. And uh, I took a decision to step back and say, no, I want to exit. It was very unexpected from everyone. And uh, uh, there were a lot of issues for the next three to four years. Mm -hmm. But I managed to exit and then I set up this company. So I think these are the three important decisions, I would say, Mm -hmm. in my life, which uh, uh, which I think at that time when I took them were difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the long run, I think that was the best thing to do because I'm happy with them Fantastic. and I'm very comfortable with what I did and I'm very proud of what I did. So I Fantastic. think. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. So now let's talk about, you know, Amaterasu Life Sciences. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting the pronunciation yeah, correct. Yeah, it's Amaterasu, which is actually a Japanese word. Okay. And it is actually the name of the sun goddess. So if you see in all religions, there are only sun gods. Correct. But this is a sun goddess. And since I am a Leo, I thought it fit me very well. Oh, what? And yeah, and another, the implied meaning is it illuminates, you know, it, it, it shines in the sky and illuminates heaven. Okay. 
and when you are into innovation and research you need a lot of illumination so i thought that that was a good name difficult to pronounce but i thought it was a very apt no, name i'm yeah. glad i'm getting it right i was trying to figure out because it sounded japanese but i was i thought maybe i've got the spelling incorrect so that's why i checked no whenever i meet any japanese farmer people they are very thrilled with the name <laughs> <laughs> wonderful <laughs> yes. wonderful so tell me about the kind of work you're doing at amatorasu Yeah. So basically, just to understand this, I think we have to go back to what I did in Rubicon. Mm-hmm. So Rubicon was built as India's first uh, contract research company, pure research company, giving fee for service in the pharmaceutical or formulation development space. It was very unique. Okay. And uh, when we built that, so that was a research company, and we built the teams, and we built the infrastructure was a major part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we built all that. We did some good research. We did lots of innovation. for our clients and ourselves and all that now when i exited that company and i was thinking of what i should do in amatarasu it was i was finding it very difficult mm. of course i was on a sabbatical for 3 years in which time i wrote a book and things like that mm-hmm. and i went back to my institute i went back to university of mm. ict and i started thinking that okay now i was almost 53 at the time 53 54 i said what should i do with my life mm. i definitely cannot retire so what i started while i was thinking a lot what i started doing is started to to think about what i do not want to do mm-hmm. that was easier to do correct so i was very clear that i do not want to put up infrastructure i don't want that headache of running a lab every day and seeing that as light nay today no light no water people have not come i don't want that day to day running this thing but i realized that i want to do research that is the first thing mm-hmm. so i want to do research which at my own terms what i do i do innovation i I I get a high when I crack a problem. Let okay. me put it this way: I don't drink alcohol, mm-hmm. but I get a high when I crack a problem when I get some good results. So I want to keep on doing that, and I think I'm pretty good at it. So I think I should do that. Second is I wanted to give something back to to the society, mm-hmm. and then I started thinking: How do I give something back to society? Because I mean, finally, at the end of the day, my core competency is research, okay. doing research, doing pharmaceutical research. Right. So how do I give it back to society? So I went back to my institute, like I said. Mm-hmm. I I I started. I mean, I had lots of free time. Three years not doing anything from you know working twenty four seven was difficult at times. But I started spending a lot of time with the PhD students over there. Many of the faculty are my friends and old colleagues. So okay. when I was doing that, I realized that the best way to give back to society would be. Mm-hmm. to try and bring the academic research to such a stage that it can be commercialized i see yeah because all these academic research is funded by the government there are lots of funds which come from dbt dst all those so it's funded by the government mm-hmm. but the way academic research is done not even 1% is commercializable mm-hmm. so i said okay now my research i will tie up with collaborate with an institute have phd students along with a guide mm-hmm. and i will develop products which can be commercialized mm-hmm. it it will kill two birds with one stone one is it's going to give me i mean it's going to help me not need an infrastructure correct i can work with the institute which has infrastructure if not i hire so i i work with different uh, uh, depending on whatever expertise or uh, infrastructure i need i go out and hire it out mm-hmm. but it means that when i work with one group in an institute over the next 5 years and if i am able to commercialize even three products mm-hmm. it means that that institute will have learned how to do research in such a way that it is becomes a commercializable product okay. and not only file papers and thesis okay and so this was i thought would be the best way to give back to society mm-hmm. and that's why i said yes i will do research i'll not put up my lab mm-hmm. and i'm going to do research in a collaborative way 
and I'm going to definitely do some major research at one of the institutes. This is what okay. I decided. Okay. And then while I was doing that, I decided, okay, I do research on what, you know, because finally at the end of the day, I'm an entrepreneur and I like to create wealth. Correct. How do I create wealth? So the research has to be very meaningful, very relevant to the society, mm. and it should solve some problems. See, the innovations, even if they are incremental, when they are solving some problem, then they are very valuable. Otherwise, you file a patent, it has no value. Sure. So, so that's how I started. And I started looking at which are the areas. And one area which came up very starkly in front of my eyes was, uh, you know, actually, there's an anecdote behind it that I went on a holiday to Spain. And uh, in the summer, it was 45 degrees. And I was chafing badly uh, because I'm a little bit overweight and I was chafing badly. And I went there looking for a product and I saw a new product, which was a little bit very different type. Mm -hmm. I came back and kept on thinking about it and researching about it. And then I realized that actually this is one product over there, but there's not much research done in the field of shaping or anti-friction. Mm -hmm. Friction creates a lot of problems on our skin for different types of patients. Okay. So I took that and I developed an anti-shaping or anti-friction technology and a range of products. Wow. That is what I did. Wow. And uh, so that is how it starts. And then in the institute, we are working on some long acting injections and all again. So what we do is we look at what is an unmet need hmm. and we go and validate that it is really an unmet need. I mean, I may think that the patient needs it, but the patient and doctor may say, I don't need it. Then hmm. what do I do? So what we do is we have a validation. We have a concept validation phase. Hmm. So depending on the product, like uh, if it is a very high end product, like injectable dosage forms, and I go and talk to doctors, mm -hmm. maybe myself or through an agency. Okay. For the anti-shaping product, I use an agency to go and talk to dermatologists and to talk to consumer groups. Mm -hmm. So And we get back with what is really the need assessment. Okay. You know, is there really a need for the product? Mm -hmm. After we validate the need of the product, then we start looking at the technology. I see. What is out there? Is it is it serving the purpose? If it is not serving the purpose, what really do you need to develop? Mm. So that is how we build the strategy around what is the type of technology, what is the type of market, what is the pricing, who are the consumer groups, what can they afford, what not. So for this again, we take help of some experts. Wonderful. And then yeah, and once that is done, then our job starts. Then okay. we know what we want to develop. We know what pricing we want. We know what positioning we want. That is when our scientific work starts, when we start defining what is the design specification. Hmm. What do I want in the product? And how am I going to measure it? Okay, That's very important. See, because whatever is benefit I'm going to give the doctor or the nurse or the patient or the consumer, hmm. how, how am I going to measure it in my product mm -hmm. sometimes there are in vitro methods sometimes there are in vivo or human studies or animal studies mm -hmm. so depending on that we first develop the methodology so we we decide what are our performance parameters okay. we design methodologies to measure them we benchmark them and that's how we develop our product so all the technology development happens in the background okay. but most important is validation of the concept and principle with the actual users mm -hmm. getting some marketing sort of scenario around it getting some marketing landscape around it and see whether we can really commercialize the product would it make sense for anybody you know, actually, ours is not a marketing company. We are marketing these products because uh, I did not find anybody who was very gung-ho about marketing it. So I started marketing it myself. Yeah. And again, that's a new phase. I'm learning something new. So I enjoy doing that. So tell me a little bit about the kind of products that you have. So currently, we are working uh, mainly in three areas. Uh, one is, of course, the anti-friction range of products. So we mm -hmm. have products for men, for women, for feet care. 
and we are developing now further products so we also have a very important product called soris which is for prevention of bed sores mm -hmm. there is no product like that it's a barrier product and it's working very well we just launched it 2 months ago okay. but the response from the consumers is really great mm -hmm. and it really works well so now we are developing products for immobile patients that's one range and another consumer products for the same target group that we have okay. young men women old people who use our products so everything related to friction and the skin mm -hmm. protecting the skin against friction and what do you need to do it and then further one is protecting and then treating the friction related mm. so that's how step by step we are developing various products and i guess something products. like this friction product would be very good in in the hot season of yes, india yes yes because it gets aggravated with moisture mm. and heat so okay. it it's, it's very 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 well and there's no product like that in the market it wasn't at least when i started mm. the work and we also realized when we set up the performance parameters and all that we are very unique product very different and the properties are very different so we filed a patent mm. and now we are trying to i mean the patent will get granted this year i mean next year hopefully i think right so that's where we are working second mm -hmm. area what we are working is along mm. with the institute we have three phd students uh, at icit i work with professor padma devrajan and her group and we are together developing a range of what we say long acting uh, parenteral or injection products mm. so uh, two are in the alzheimers and dementia space and one is in the malaria space mm. the malaria space is a very interesting once a day once a one injection therapy mm. which was developed by them to a, at a certain level and we have taken it forward and we are developing it further so there uh, th that's a very different that's a long term basic research it's a long gestation period sort of a thing and a lot of investment mm. but along with that along with the institute i also have a partner from us a us company and me together amaterasu together we develop this product mm. and so amaterasu brings the technology development along with the institute partner and does manages all the development work over here mm. but uh, our partner in us uh, pts pharma they bring uh, all the regulatory and the business aspects and they actually will get the funding after a certain stage we'll get funding okay. so they help us so they are regulatory experts and development experts but more regulatory so we are working with them and we have already filed one pre ind and now we'll be filing one ind soon so, so they help us with that okay. and so like that what i in fact the first year in amaterasu i just set up these models of uh, engagement because if i want to do this i cannot do it alone with the institute partner Wonderful. so i have set up this uh, collaboration and i spent i think 6 months with my lawyers setting up the thing so that it works well and looking at all scenarios mm -hmm. and there's another uh, partnership which i have where i'm developing generic products for the us market mm -hmm. but these are complex products like mm -hmm. topical products and uh, injectable products so which are me to products mm -hmm. whereas what i do with the research with the institute are innovation products they are first time in the market products mm -hmm. so they require a little bit different regulatory approach the science remains the same mm -hmm. science doesn't change you know you just apply it in a different way okay so these are all the research fantastic so let me move to some more questions for you you know yeah. maroku worked for the for for a for large pharmaceutical companies you're a researcher at heart you love to uh, you know solve problems you're building an amazing business what are some of the core values you believe in i think the first and foremost core value which i believe it is in ethics and integrity okay and uh, my ex company rubicon was very successful because we were reputed to be a very ethical company mm. so today everybody talks of this data integrity issues but in 98 we started 
I mean, I used to call it authenticity, not integrity. But uh, so we started that company with systems to ensure that all the data is very, very accurate and authentic. Mm -hmm. okay. And I think I believe in that and I pursue that no matter what. So that's very important to me. Ethics is also very important to me. I don't want to do anything the wrong way. You know, I come from the Parsi community. Uh, that's very important to us. We don't, I mean, either I will do things the right way or I will not do it. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, not break any laws. Uh, I, I remember when I exited the business, uh, there were lots of issues when we were trying to exit, but lots of agreements refused to sign till I could ensure that I'm going to follow it. So if there was anything in that which I could not follow, I refused to sign. Fantastic. That is the way I work and that's the way I think. Fantastic. Yeah. So me, you know, you, you lead such large teams of people. What would you say is Maruk's leadership style? I am very participative and democratic style. Actually, I believe in delegating a lot. Uh -huh. uh, but, you know, it also depends on the people. So, I, I currently, I don't have a very large team. I have a team of 11, 12 people okay. who coordinate all the work. But at the institute, I have, you know, three PhD students, one postdoc. Hmm. And we work with all these different vendors across the uh, country. But uh, so, what happens is that when I'm working with somebody who is just a fresher and who has joined our company, then it's more of a very coaching type of leadership. Correct. And there is much, you know, very high support and high direction. Mm -hmm. But we are marketing and we have two very senior professionals who are heading our pharma and OTC marketing. Mm -hmm. With them, it's a very, you know, very low support, low directive, you know, right. sort of thing. Right. It's right, just right. a target setting and business review and what is going wrong and what do you need from me? That sort of right, thing. Right, right, right. So, so overall, I think it's a very participative and democratic okay. process. I believe in open team working. I don't like this shouted thing. I'm very open. I'm a very open and frank person. And that's my leadership style. At the same time, you cannot be democratic all this time. So sometimes you need to put a head to it. Well, but I think 80% of the time, I'm a very participative and democratic leadership is my style. Wonderful. And you know, as a woman, you have broken through the glass ceiling. Yeah. There is a lot of conversations that go on in India now about gender balance, gender diversity. I know some work is get being done, but it's not being done enough. My question to you is, what can be done so that this imbalance can be corrected faster? I think the imbalance can be corrected only if the women around you in our country or in our world are very self-confident. Okay. You have to, you have to bring up your daughters to be very self-confident and be very, very sure of themselves. And I think that is where uh, we have a major job uh, mm -hmm. on our time. It's very difficult to do with the sort of things which we have. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I do know that when I joined the industry sometime in 1985 also, I mean, I've gone to interviews where I've been told, Are you will get married and just sit at home. So we don't want you. Okay. And I've always told them, do you want a good candidate or a male candidate? Oh. I mean, the commitment which I bring, you will not get uh, easily. So, I mean, it was that uh, ability to tell them that it's fine if that's what you think, but it's not right. And I know what I'm doing. Hmm. So to be able to do that at the age of 22, 23 requires uh, that self-belief. Yes. And I think that is very important. That's the most important thing. So, I, I mean, that's the core of it, you know, and then you have the other planet. I mean, the opportunity, taking an opportunity, taking risk. These are all other things, you know, he has different abilities there. Mm, well said. So, Maruk, I'm now going to move to the last part of our question, which are some questions for you personally. Yes. Such an amazing career. You've done such amazing stuff. What does success mean to Maruk? Well, success uh, means that uh, 
I am able to do what I want to do in a right way. Mm-hmm. Second, the success also means that uh, the respect which I get from my profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is that really gives me a lot of happiness. Okay. And uh, at the end of it, I think that uh, I mean, my mother was a housewife, and she used to always tell me that uh, you cannot be a housewife. Mm-hmm. You need to have a career, but you should not do it at the cost of your family. Correct. You have to manage both, and I think I managed to. do both very well Wonderful. so i think that is what gives me a lot of happiness and fantastic you know right at the beginning of our conversation you mentioned you had written a book yes and i seem to have missed that when i was reading about you yes. tell me about the book yeah so i was on a sabbatical from 2014 to 16 and as i told you suddenly from 247 doing work all the time i had nothing to do i went back to institute mm-hmm. and when one of the professors was right had just started writing a book that time on pharmaceutical development mm-hmm. so she asked me to be co editor and i got involved mm-hmm. and it was a very good experience uh, because i could distill all my 30 years of experience at that time mm-hmm. into that book it was a book on pharmaceutical development mm-hmm. and it was very well structured i should say the other co editors had structured it very well mm-hmm. but i came in and um, i actually led the team and the group of students and you know made them read things and write things and i tried to i also have actually some of the chapters i have written myself okay and some of them they have written but i think made it a very practical handbook on how to do pharmaceutical development and it's a very good book for students and young professionals in the field so okay. it's a it's a book on on my topic which is pharmaceutical absolutely development. absolutely yeah. so now i'm going to come to my last question to you and you know i'm going to come back to you as a pharmacist who's done so well in life i worked with thousands of pharmacists in my journey as guardian what would your advice be to a young pharmacist just qualified b pharm d pharm coming out starting a career looking starry eyed at maruk and saying look at where she's reached what would your advice be to them first i would say that uh, try to understand yourself try to understand what are you passionate about and what do you like mm-hmm. if that is the case then you will you will you will push because you know i mean everything is not very easy or rosy so you Correct. need to keep on pushing mm-hmm. so if you have that passion in you you will keep on pushing that's the first thing second thing is there are no shortcuts okay there are no shortcuts to hard work and perseverance mm-hmm. i mean if anybody believes that it is wrong and i see also a uh, lot of young people are very what to say uh, especially when they come to do research mm. i find that they are very superficial mm. they don't go in depth into the problem and understand the science and understand what is happening mm. and they feel that they will go on google and read a few papers and they will know anything on a subject mm. which is so wrong so i think go very in depth and be very very uh, what to say meticulous about your work you know don't take it so laxly okay if you do that you reach wherever you want to Wonderful. reach So I'm going to ask you one more question. I have time for one more question, and you know this question is that if you, Maruk, were a role model to millions of children who closely followed you and your life choices, what is the one thing you would change in yourself? Ah, uh, only one thing I would change. I think I am uh, by nature or my my way of my attitude or my way of thinking is this that anybody who is in front of me is a good person, okay, and is well-meaning. unless i see anything to the contrary okay and i think sometimes uh, so i i trust people very easily i believe people very easily mm-hmm. and i think uh, that has created issues for me mm-hmm. uh, so i think that I, i i don't think i want to change it 
I would I try to be a bit more vigilant. Hmm. I would tell people that that try to always uh, try to always check out if uh, if the person in front of you is as genuine as you are. Hmm. I think that is one thing which I would change. Fantastic. Maruk, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I wish you and Anuradhsu lots and lots of uh, luck and success. Thank you very much, Ashutosh. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.